Hello and welcome to Wow, we're in week eleven now. Week eleven of the Transfer Portal CFB Gambling Show. I'm joined by Andrew. Andrew, welcome back. It's been forever. I feel like Eminem and that song No Love saying that I'm back again. More uh, no, he says I'm alive again, more alive than I have been in my whole entire life. Whatever the lyric is, but uh it feels like it I've been off for what, like a month. So it's been a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, so now I, I'm glad to finally be back. It's been a while since I've, uh, you know, since I've been on here, and I'm finally ready to start winning again. Yeah, it's good to have. Of course, when you're back, uh, we're missing Andrewster and Matt, of course. But before getting happy to our birthday, pick, Matt, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday, Matt. We miss you. Before we get into our picks, though, a word from our sponsor. Winning season is officially returned with the NCAA back in action. Plenty of opportunities are. There are plenty of opportunities to win at my bookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or first timer, my bookie gets you the most gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code transfer on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with my bookie. It's simple. First time better. Wow, I can't really speak today. It's simple. First time betters make a hundred dollar deposit. That puts two hundred dollars in your account, and you can use the funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on, bet on a team to win, bet money lines, bet spreads, bet totals, bet whatever you want. You can predict the national championship winner or use the MyBookie prop builder, and that'll give you an edge. That'll give you the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You got South Alabama covering this week? I do in a parlay. In my dog way, I do, even though they're not a dog. But I'll explain why it's called a dog way in a bit. So we're back, back in action week 11. We got like, a, we're in the witching hour of Maction right now as we're recording. I need this over in NIU Western Michigan. It does not look good because a minute left. I need a touch over Western Michigan. I don't think I can do it. But I wish we could talk Maction bets, but this comes out on Friday. But I have a Friday, I have a Friday pick for us to start the week. I'm going with probably the worst game on the board. I'm going USC, Colorado. We're going with one of the best teams in the Pac-12, one of the worst teams in the country. USC sitting at a 34-point favorite at home. I like the spread. I think they can blow them out. But I'm going to go with USC team total. It's not out yet, but I kind of did the math. It should be around 44.5, 47.5, somewhere around there. But I think they get to that number 49 Caleb Williams is just way too good. The offense is way too explosive. Travis Dye is great back there. Colorado's defense stinks. USC should have no problem. Oh, he almost picked it off. USC should have no problem putting up 50-plus. So I'm going to start my Friday, hopefully with a winner. I'm already positive on the week. I hit my two matchup bets yesterday. I'm waiting on Buffalo and and this part I have out right now. But let's start a week right with the USC team total over. I mean, it sounds good. I'm currently trying to look it up as we speak. Uh, I just did the math using the total of 66, which is what the game total is at. Uh, they're favored currently by 34 and a half. So as that would sit right now, it would currently be at approximately 50. But I am going to double check using the all reliable of my bookie and see what it does show for a point total on my end. And yeah, literally 50 on the dot. So if you want to go for over 50, it's minus 119. And if you want to go under 50, it's minus 116. 
Yeah, I like the 50. I think they'll score over 50, so I'm pretty confident in that. I tried doing makeshift math. Wasn't great, but that's what I'm going to start my Friday with. So moving on to the Saturday slate, I see here as I'm looking at the scoreboard, I think I'm going to go to another team total to start my Saturday off. I want to go with the Ohio State team total. They're over. Penn State just scored, what, 42 points against Indiana. Indiana. So Ohio State, they're 40-point favorites. They should be able to put up over 50 as well just like USC should. So I'm going to go Ohio state team total over again. I think that number is close to 50. It's not out yet on DraftKings. I haven't checked my bookie yet, but I'm confident in Stroud, Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams. They're going to just, they, they need to kind of get back into their own because they had trouble in that weather at Northwestern, but they're just going to come out with them on a mission and just destroy Indiana. Yeah, I like that play a lot. I really do. I have zero faith in Indiana. I think this has got to be Tom Allen's last. I think this is his last couple games, to be honest. You know, I'm sick and tired of his stupid face being around. But, uh, you know, I think Ohio State is going to blow them out. Uh, I was thinking about taking maybe like a minus 21 first half. I was really thinking about it. Uh, I don't have a play on this game, but I was there's something about Purdue and Illinois that just seems winnable for me. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if I should take that under a 44 and a half because, quite frankly, I think Purdue's been a disappointment this season. Oh, yeah. They're 5 of 4. I I had them top two in my Big Ten West predictions. That's obviously not the case. They only scored three points against Iowa last week. They scored 24 against Wisconsin, but anybody that saw that actually saw that game saw that. I think it was like 17 of those points were in garbage time anyways. Uh, they haven't put up over that mark since 43 against Nebraska. Right now, Purdue, they just don't look good. I think I would like Illinois minus six and a half because they still, despite their disappointing performance against Michigan State, I still think they're a top 10 team in the uh, top 10 defense in, in the country. And I still think that they are still the best team in the Big Ten West for my liking. Ah, fuck it. I'm thinking, you know what? I'm tired. I don't really have much mind control. I don't have much self-control. Let's let's fuck it. Let's roll with it. Illinois minus six and a half. Love it. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, I sacked them. Western Michigan's killing this parlay, man. You need this over. Oh, well, what can you do? What can you do? Uh, yeah, I like that play. I was originally leaning Purdue, but Again, no official play for me here. I just don't like how they've looked. Aiden O'Connell's been a shell of himself this year, and they're really struggling against the run, and Chase Brown's going to run all over them. It's like he's going to have 40 carries again for almost 200 yards, and it's going to be – he's going to go crazy. So I like the Illinois play. It's also – it's a get-back spot for them because if Illinois loses this game – I believe they go into a three-way tie with there's there's a there's a tie you know better than me but then there's a tie scenario where it's got to be Iowa and Minnesota. Yeah, that's what it would be, which would be just absolutely gross, horrendous. But yeah, I like the Illinois play. So but is that if Iowa wins, I mean, because I think if not- Iowa if Iowa beats Wisconsin, I think even if Wisconsin wins, whoever wins that game, and let's, Illinois loses. They go into a three-way tie with Minnesota and the Wisconsin-Iowa winner. 
for a three. Uh, it's just so fucking gross to be honest. Yeah. Just to think about, like, oh my god, Wisconsin's still in the race for the Big Ten West. Highly doubt they're gonna pull it off, but it's just the Big Ten West has been. It's been a fucking shit show all year. Like, I can't believe I watch that division on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, it's the Big Ten this year outside of pretty much the three best teams are Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Ohio State, Michigan both stomped Penn State. So really there's it's a two it's a two two team conference and they're both in the same division. So let's move on to I, I don't have I don't know if I don't think you have an official play here. This game is very Interesting to me, LSU Arkansas. Wow, you go. What are you doing? Sorry, well, this is the first time I've had action on TV live because last week we uh, recorded in the afternoon, and I'm just this is just upsetting watching this live. But LSU Arkansas, LSU is only a three point favorite against a very very down Arkansas team and just lost at home to Liberty. That's screaming rat to me. That's fishy. It's a trap. I'm staying away from it. I think LSU is a much better team, but. Like Vegas is begging you to take the Tigers there. Yeah, I'm staying a hell of a way from this game a lot because I think as soon as everybody's putting eggs into LSU's basket, this is kind of just you know also this battle for the boot, the the Bayou boot or the whatever Southeastern boot, whatever the hell boot that this game is. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen bad Arkansas teams beat good LSU teams before, and Arkansas they just have not looked good. I'd probably say ever since they lost to AM, however long ago that was. I mean, they've lost five of their last seven uh four of their point, last point. six games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, their only wins are against at BYU, who are a shell, and against Liberty, which I don't I don't care if Liberty's been good this year. You're still a team that made it to a big bowl last year. You're you're in the SEC. You should beat Liberty. Uh, I'm I'm not touching this game. I not trying to say that a jury is out on Sam Pittman because he's still resurrected that program, but I it's it's there's absolutely all this is just the point of the year where it's like all shit hits the fan. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's just it's a that's a weird game. I'm gonna stay away from it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I I'm kind of rooting for LSU to win out and cause some chaos and win the SEC. I don't think it'll happen, but I would. Absolutely love that. Yeah, but it would really twist committee's armor if they made it all the way though. Oh yeah, like, like be, they like they would literally be forced. forced. They'd be forced to let a two loss team into the playoff for the first time ever. Like they'd be forced to do it. Yeah, yeah, they have to. Yeah. So then the next game from us, you have a play here, SMU USF, which is I don't know what you pulled out out of your hat on this one, but that's a gross game. It is, but uh, I'm going with the aspect that, you know, USF obviously just fired their coach last week, and even mm-hmm. though they did win the game after. I mean, did you not see SMU put up? All that was crazy. Points? I mean, I was watching. Never in my life has seen my own team scoring 35 points at the half made me feel so down before in my life. Mm-hmm. And and seeing, seeing them get 63 points, 56 points, however – I mean, I'm not going to lie. I stopped watching that shit after the third quarter. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it was LSU-Alabama. that I had to turn that game on. But in all seriousness, I mean, we saw what, SS, what the SMU offense could do when they're at their peak. Rasheed Rice is a beast. Tanner Mordecai, I mean, I thought he had a really slow start to the season, but it looks like he's really picked it up when he played Houston. 
I just think SMU is just, it feels like every time I bet on SMU, like I actually choose to bet on SMU, they decide to make me money. So uh, I'm going to go ahead, go with my gut here again. And yeah, I'm, I think they're going to beat USF by 10 in the first half. I like that. I mean, a, a team that put up 56 points in the first half against so stupid. The, should never, that should not be legal. That was, I was, I was out. I was at the bar and I checked. I was like, Oh my God, this is the score. Crazy. I wish I, I you know, you can only that's that's kind of what how betting goes. You can only wish you take the over in that game. That's just an absolute dream. Oh, so shit. I'm kind of gonna stay on the trend of uh poopy stinky games here. I kind of I was studying the board, didn't love anything, and this one caught my eye. Uh Georgia State, Louisiana Monroe. I'm gonna go with Louisiana Monroe getting 14 on the road. Louisiana Monroe plus 14 is my play just because. I don't think Georgia State is good enough to be a two-touchdown favorite. Yeah, they just beat up on SM uh, Southern Miss and Old Dominion. But Louisiana Monroe, they keep games close. They barely beat Texas State. They got beat up by Army. Can't blame them there. It's a triple option. If you don't have a triple option, you're, you're bound to get beat by it. Covered against South Alabama covered against Coastal. Those are two very good Sunbelt teams, two of the best Sunbelt teams, and you're covering against them. I think you should be able to cover against Georgia State. Again, I don't know a ton about the Susan Monroe team. I know that they like to run the ball a lot, and so does Georgia State. Susan Monroe is susceptible to letting up a lot of rush yards, but again, 14 is a big number for me, and they keep games close. I don't think they went outright, but they're going to keep this game close. I'm on the Warhawks. I respect it. I mean, I just know that Georgia State had a horrendous start to the season, mm-hmm. and I know that not even their wins have been that impressive. So, yeah, I'd roll with it. And it's the fun belt. Like, anything can happen in those games. I just don't think that – I know Georgia State's at home, but they're not an elite Sun Belt team that should be getting 14 points. So then that moves us – that's out of our – moves us out of the noon 1 o'clock slate and into 3.30 – so let's start with Alabama and Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I literally just did the uh, the week 11 preview earlier this earlier this today with uh, Dylan, Liam, and our special guest Sam Khan from The Athletic. If you guys haven't uh, listened or watched it, uh, shameless plug, go watch it. Um, <laughs> but in all honesty, I did take Ole Miss to – beat Alabama because I think that Ole Miss is one of the best rushing attacks in the SEC. Alabama, for the first time in a long time, is not a top two offense in the country. I mean, top two offense in the SEC. That feels insane. I really think I should look out for Quinshawn Judkins. I think he's a great running back. He's a three-star guy playing Alabama from his home from his home state in Alabama. And he was, like I said, three-star. This dude didn't even get recruited by Bama. So I think he's going to have a bit of a revenge game against the tide and this is this is at the grove this is this is at Ole Miss I, I really think uh I think Ole Miss are in a good spot here you know we a lot of people call Ole Miss overrated throughout the season I think even though they lost to LSU I think they've still proven their worth I still think they're a great football team I, I think defensively they're 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 really good I I, I think they're going to keep it close against Bama I, I might take back the part about them winning but I still think that they can definitely keep it close. Yeah, 
I think Alabama is reeling from that loss. And again, they have two road losses. They haven't been good on the road. This would be a huge win for Ole Miss because if somehow LSU slips up and Ole Miss catches this game and somehow pulls this off and Alabama gets upset once again, Ole Miss is right there. They're, they, they'd be the team coming out of the West. So Maybe they should they, be the – the thing about Ole Miss is they only got the one loss to LSU all season. They're still in it for playoff contention. Yeah, but no, but nobody's talking about it. Like, yeah, I know we only have three regular season games left, plus the conference title games. But they like they got Mississippi State coming up, who obviously hasn't looked the most impressive. They got Alabama, but if they can take care of business rest of the way, and you know if they beat Georgia, I highly doubt that will happen. But if they somehow do, you almost got to put them in the playoff at that point. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me is I don't love Jackson Dart. I, I don't. don't. Think, I don't think he's very good. So that's that could be their downfall, but the rest of the team is pretty gosh darn good. So I guess we'll see. But yeah, I like that play for sure. Alabama's reeling. I maybe Bryce Young turns it on, who knows? But I guess moving on from that, I'm gonna go with uh, so not an official play for me, it's in my parlay, but I like Louisville in the spot. I really like Louisville. They've rattled after they're losing to BC. They've won four in a row. I just think that this is a good spot for them because Clemson just lost Notre Dame. Malik Cunningham is really freaking good, and Louisville could pull off this upset. I don't think they will, but I they, they were one of my picks in the upset show. I just like them in the spot. Keep your eyes out. Maybe I get a couple beers in me by 3 o'clock, and I come back to this game and bet it straight. But for now, I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on there. I mean, look, Clemson is honestly – look, Look, we also spoke about the recap. You replaced Clemson's logo with Wake Forest. What rank are they right now? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're not very impressive, uh, and I don't like DJ at all. I think DJ is not good. So, Clemson's on upside alert for me this week. UCF Tulane's going to – what's up? Oh, I was just going to say, hold on. Are you, are you about to talk about the UCF Tulane game? That was about it. I was oh, going to bring okay, it up. Yeah, go quick. for it. This is one of the best games of the day, in my opinion. I think that if Tulane pulls this off, they're they're going to be in a New Year's Six Bowl. They're you looked at the rest of their schedule. Is it, it's not easy, right? I, they, they, they got SMU, and then they have to go to Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be tough for them. I don't know. I think they beat UCF though. I don't love UCF. They they haven't didn't impress me against Memphis. They didn't impress me against Cincy. They got beat up at East Carolina. They they turned the ball over way too many times in the red zone. I like this Tulane team. I think that they play good defense, and I think that they have a really strong run game. I I think Tulane. You know what? Add Tulane money line to my card. Actually, I'm going to write that down. I like Tulane money line. Um, but then again, yeah, that's going to be tough for them to beat. Go to SMU. That's going to be a tough last couple stretch. Well, I mean, what what they got going for them is that the SMU game is at home at New Orleans. But I yeah. I don't remember the last time Cincinnati's lost at home. Yeah, it, it's been like three years since that's happened. Two or three years. I don't think I don't think they lost. Yeah, they definitely did not lose at home in 2020. They did not lose at home in 2021. They haven't lost at home this year. It's 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 seriously been since 2019, the last time Cincinnati's lost at home. 
So I, you know, we also spoke a little bit about it today. Right now, the the whoever the the G five New Year's six bid is way up for grabs, and it sucks because mm-hmm. Grayson McCall being now out for three yeah. or four, three to six weeks, like now, like what does that mean for Coastal? What if Coastal starts to slip up? You know, what if uh, what if UTSA just wins out? Let's just say they win the rest of their games, they win the conference USA title. I mean, almost makes you feel like they deserve to be there, and I think if you're I really hate this spot for UCF because I do think Tulane's going to win this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think UCF is the better team, though. Unfortunately, I just hate this spot for UCF just because they've just been so inconsistent for me. When, the, when they're on, they're, they're like they could be the best G5 team in, in the country. But when, oh, they're yeah. off, you, when they're off, you, you see what they did against East Carolina when Plumlee threw three picks. I think two of them were in the red, uh, were in the red zone. And they, they just they when they look flat, they just look yeah. Please please don't please don't screenshot that. That was that was horribly looking on camera. <laughs> I'm gonna screenshot that. So Jesus yeah, Christ. that's gonna be a fun game though. But let's move on. We're gonna go to one of your teams. You gotta play here. Wisconsin, Iowa, two very, very disappointing teams that Wisconsin's coming off a nice win against they're both coming off nice wins. Iowa beat Purdue and Wisconsin just beat Maryland. But what do you think about this one? Uh fuck Iowa. That's what I think. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, I mean, I think Wisconsin's playing a lot of. I play. I think Wisconsin's playing with a lot of confidence right now. I know it was a tough loss to to Michigan State a couple weeks ago, but they've since beaten Purdue. They've since beaten Maryland. Maryland was seen as one of the most underrated teams in the Big Ten going into this game. Tolly had a lot of hype, and I know that Tolly did not have. I know he wasn't at his healthiest last week, but that is still a Maryland offense that was held at ten points. That and and they haven't they they haven't uh, scored less than twenty seven the rest of the season, so for them to go from twenty seven straight down to ten in in one game against Wisconsin, I think speaks a lot on how Wisconsin's playing defensively and how Jim Leonard's got the defense revved up. Uh, Graham Mertz is still inconsistent in terms of offense, but I remember when I spoke to twenty four sevens Evan Flood about Wisconsin's rest of the way, he kind of put it best: if you just get a touchdown on Iowa, you're probably going to win this game, but. Yeah. The sad part is with Iowa, it's like you look at you look at them a little bit, and it's like Spencer Petras has three passing touchdowns in the last two games. Mm-hmm. Hell, is, hell is freezing over. But I, st- <laughs> I, I still think that even though Wisconsin's defense as a whole has not been the most consistent this year, I think they're starting to find their groove again, and I think he's going to be absolutely suffocated by the front seven. Yeah, I agree. I think that Petras is really bad. I love Braylon Allen. I think he's incredible. He's explosive. He's a great player. I like Wisconsin in this spot. I think just like obviously Iowa is one of the best defenses in the country, but as a as a team, Wisconsin seems more well rounded, and I think that bodes well for them. So what's next here? What time is that? Right here, seven o'clock. So then let's go into. I think that's all of our three thirty games for now. Yeah, seven o'clock now. Let's move into the late slate. We'll start off with Andrewster's picks. He sent me his slate. He's going to start with Baylor minus two and a half against a reeling Kansas State. I don't hate it. I actually like the spot for Baylor. Baylor has kind of bounced back after falling apart a little bit. They just beat Oklahoma. That was a game that I like Baylor in. I like Baylor in the spot. Kansas State just kind of – they don't really move the needle for me anymore. I don't. The, think the issue with Kansas State is that there's two schools of thought with Kansas State. Mm-hmm. The school of thought is one school of thought is well you can't really blame them they they lost to three really good teams they lost to Tulane 
they lost to Texas and I forgot who the, the TCU. Yeah. Okay. You lost to a team that's in the top four prime for a playoff spot. You lost to Texas. Who's so much more rejuvenated this year than what they were last year. And then your, then your other loss was to arguably the best team in the new Year's six this uh, in the G five this year. But on the same time on the flip token, you gotta be like, okay, well, if we think that they're that impressive, if we're so far behind Adrian Martinez's revenge tour and Deuce Vaughn being as good of a running back as is, and I do think he's a better player. I think he's one of the top five running backs in the country. Yep. Then it kind of also makes you think like, well, he's surely they can at least get one of those wins over a good team. And with this game being in Waco, I truthfully don't hate the Baylor pick. Yeah, I completely agree. That's kind of on mine. I, I have the same thought process for that. Uh, it being in Waco is a huge boost for Baylor and like they want to, they want to rack up these wins. It'd be a nice top 25 win for them, get them into a better bowl game. But yeah, I like them in that spot for sure. So then the next seven o'clock game for us, let's go into the game where game day will be the game of the night. We're going to go right from TCU, UC, not excuse me, Tulane, UCF, right into TCU, Texas. Um, I kind of think TCU is a little bit overrated as the four spot, but you can't really not have them at four right now because they're undefeated and they've been playing well. They dig themselves in the holes, yes, but they always finish. I think that Texas is very overrated at 18. I think giving them a touchdown is kind of just preposterous. Yeah, they shouldn't be getting a giving a touchdown. I think TCU covers the spread. I don't know if T- I mean I don't hate sprinkling TCU money line because I think TCU is a it's a better they just have a better offense. The defense is a little shaky. Texas does have a good defense, but TCU could win. If TCU wins this game outright. I don't think they're going to lose for the rest of the regular season. But I'm going to take TCU plus seven. I really like that play. It was I was leaning on it my lock, but I knew a lot of the public money is on TCU right now. So that's not going to be my lock, but I like TCU. I like Max Duggan, Kendra Miller. Just They're just a lot of fun, and I think it's going to be a great game. And go Horn Frogs. I feel like Vegas is absolutely flipping us the double bird right now with this mm-hmm. game, with the way that they got Texas minus seven. They know that everyone's going TCU plus seven. Everyone, they, they, they're probably banking on people betting on TCU money line at this point. And <laughs> – and they know that people are going to be too scared to actually bet on this game right now because of where the line's at. Because now everybody's yeah. thinking, well, what do they know about Texas that we don't? You know, I'm staying the hell away from this game. Even if, if this game was Texas minus two and a half, I'd probably go TCU money line. But with this being right where it's at, I don't, tr- I, I don't trust these guys as, as far as I can throw them. Yeah. yeah. Seven is very, very big. But I mean, it's going to be in front of me, it's going to be my TV. I I'm I'm gonna take it. I, I really really I just like TCU. I want to I want to I want to ride with them. I want to root for TCU to get in the playoff. I think they they really add electricity to that playoff. And I think it'll be a great game. I think it's gonna come out of the last possession, whether it be the, the ball, Duggan having the ball, or Ewers having the ball. It's gonna be a great game. But yeah, TCU plus seven for me, and then Drewster is on over sixty five in that game, which I like as well. So next game, another good game. I would have been better if Wake Forest didn't fall apart and be ranked, but UNC is going into Wake Forest. I love UNC plus 150 on the money line. I know their defense can't stop a nosebleed, but Wake Forest's defense also can't stop a nosebleed. Drake May, in my opinion, should be the Heisman front runner. He's incredible. If you haven't watched Drake May, watch this game. 
on Saturday night and you will fall in love with him. He's so much fun to watch. I just think that he's the difference maker. Love Sam Hartman as well, but I think Drake May has been better. He's made less mistakes, and this is kind of going to prove to the country that Drake May should be in New York for for at least be Eisen finalist. But give me UNC money line plus one fifty. And let's not forget just how bad Sam Hartman's been over the last yeah. three games. I mean, yeah, it's, been it, it's it's been oh, shut up Zoom. Uh, so pretty much what I'm just trying to say here is I think Sam Hartman, he's got seven picks in the last three games, and he's been sacked 12 times in that same span too. It's not been going well for the Wake Forest offense. It's it's UNC, to be honest. That's the move at this point. I can't trust Wake Forest at all right now. They're just being demoralized. Yeah. I know they're at home, but uh, I agree. I, I UNC's hot. Uh, if they didn't drop that game in Notre Dame, they'd be in a great spot. But, oh, well, the ACC's out of the playoff picture. I love Drake May. Like I've been saying, UNC money line for me, one of my favorite bets of the day. Give me value on the Tar Heels. So, I guess kind of t- – so, the round of the 7 o'clock games, I'll throw out Andrews' pick real quick. He's got Cadillac Williams and the Auburn Tigers, minus one and a half against Texas A&M. I like that play. I like Cadillac. I think this is going to be a good spot for them. Texas A&M is – Falling apart at the seams, so you might as well go with the Tigers. Where is that for Jay? Someone watch out for trees outside his dormitorium. Yeah. So, and then uh, that's that's those are the seven o'clock games to round out my night. I'm going crazy. I'm taking the over seventy eight in UCLA Arizona. The total's just so high. You have to bet the over. You can't bet the under in this game and then miss out if it does go over. Over seventy eight to round out my night. I love it. I love Dorian Thompson Robinson, Jacob Delora. Somehow is top 10 in passing in the country. I don't know how, but go off. Give, give me the over in that game. So that's our slate. Um, yeah, I, I really like these plays. I think this is going to be a good week for us. Let's move into the parlay slash teaser corner. You got anything I, for us? I do. Let's go. I, I've missed this so much. I missed having a parlay <laughs> set up. So th- what I have here is an eight-leg parlay at plus 144. It's another can't lose, will not lose. Can't lose. It will not lose. All right, Liberty minus 625 against Connecticut. Book it. Liberty's not losing to UConn. UConn's been one of the best stories in college football this year. They're probably going to make it a bowl game, but unfortunately this is not going to be the game where they lock that title. SMU minus 972 against South Florida. South Florida's only got one <laughs> win the whole year. Yeah. SMU is going to absolutely obliterate these guys. They, they might beat them by 28. Notre Dame, minus 775 against Navy. Of course, if this is if, the, if there was any game that would lose, it's obviously this game. But, no, Notre Dame's going to beat Navy. Notre Dame is back. Marcus Freeman, coach of the year. Okay, maybe not that far. I mean, I got to give it to Sunny Dykes at this point. But – Arkansas State, I never, I would never think I'd have Arkansas State on a parlay, but no. they are at minus 1,000 against UMass. Okay, easy addition. Houston, yay, minus, one, uh, minus 1,400 against <laughs> Temple. Temple's awful. Temple's terrible. All right. I, I don't even think people realize Temple is a university anymore. So Cougs by 35. UTSA, minus 1098 against Louisiana Tech. I think UTSA is going to win out. I think they're going to win the Conference USA, and I wholeheartedly believe that they have a legit shot to make a New Year's Six Bowl. And then last two, Air Force minus 2272 against New Mexico. 
they're going to beat New Mexico. Trust me. They're just going to do it. We don't, we don't have to, we don't have to go into reasons why they're just going to do it. Just trust me. And then lastly, you're going to love this uh, Penn state minus three eighty against Maryland. I Maryland's pissed me off. Okay. Andrewster, you lied to me about Maryland. <laughs> yeah. I really hope Penn state wins that game. I think they will. Oh, I that was that's plus eight eighty four. You said, uh, one forty four, one four oh, plus one forty four. Okay, that's what I yeah. yeah it's okay. I was like, I was like, no way, that's plus eight eighty four. I misheard you. No, plus one forty four. Eight leg. That's what I was trying to say. Big old favorites. I love it. I love it. So for me, we're back with dog parlays. Oh 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 oh. But it's not your typical dog parlay because uh, actually I actually have some favorites in here. I'm calling it a dog parlay because it's named after my dog, my dog Duke, our special guest. If you've been watching the show in the past couple of weeks, my dog's been making appearances. He's upstairs taking a nap right now. This is called the Duke lay because the first leg is Duke money line. So it's a dog parlay. It's named after my dog. Yeah, I got some favorites in here, but shut up. It's the Duke lay. Okay. So Duke lay, we're starting off with Duke money line. Obviously I kind of talked about Louisville earlier, Louisville plus 11. I like that. Uh, kind of gets you over the hump of over the football number of 10. They're plus seven. Give me the four points. It gets it's like one seven minus 175, but it, it's added to parlay. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, South Alabama. I love the Jags. I love the Damian Webb. He's a stud. I think they win this game by they're 14 and a half. I believe they'll probably blow them out, but I want to be safe. Minus 13. Give me Washington plus 15 against Oregon. That gets you over the number 14. Oregon probably wins this game. I think Washington hangs in there until the fourth quarter. So that's why I like plus 15 and to round it out. Not a dog, but Wyoming money line minus 380 in there against Colorado State. They should win that game easily. So the first annual Duke lay kind of kind of uh, adjusted dog lay. Duke money line, Louisville plus 11, South Alabama minus 13, Washington plus 15, Wyoming money line. That's five legs. It gets you plus six thirty-eight. Those are our parlays. Let's get in to probably the best segment of the show. The locks. Last week we had locks from me, Matt, and Andrewster. Three no. I caught that 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 late over in Alabama LSU. You don't know how I did it, but it was incredible that it came out late. And then Andrewster covered with his Cadillac Williams interim coach game. And then Matt had Texas money, Texas minus two and a half, which hit. So for me, I just hit on an over. I'm going to go reverse logic here. My lock is gross. It's the under Minnesota Northwestern. That's a five-star white whale lock play of the week. I love it. I don't think Northwest, what, excuse me. I don't think Northwestern scores at all in this game. I think Minnesota wins like 35, nothing or 31, seven, something along those lines. But this game, there's no shot. This game was over 41 Northwestern. When they play offense, they'd run the wildcat with Evan Hull. They're just going to kind of run the clock down, try to get in deep. They're not going to score. Minnesota's defense is way too good, but I don't think Minnesota will put up a lot of points because it's going to be 20 degrees and they just run the ball. So under 41 for me, Oh, yeah, and then let me add Andrews for Slack. He's on Florida minus eight, which I like a lot. So, me personally, I'm going to go with Texas Tech team total over 34 and a half. And this is not as much about Texas, off- uh, Texas Tech's offense because they have struggled at times, but it's more about 
I am not a believer of Kansas at the moment. I know they just got that big win over Oklahoma State. Guess what? Oklahoma State, they're no longer ranked. They're frauds. They're, they're, you get the whole gist at this point. But before that win against Oklahoma State, they allowed 35 to Baylor. They allowed 52 to Oklahoma. They allowed 38 to, to TCU. Three of their last four games, they've allowed 35. This game is in Lubbock. Texas Tech, they like to score in Lubbock. Uh, I don't know what their quarterback situation is right now, but I've got zero reason to believe that they will not score more than 35. Uh, Texas Tech, over 34-and-a-half against Kansas, still one of the worst defenses in the country. Lock it in. Texas Tech, over 34-and-a-half. I love it. So then those three locks from us, Matt didn't give us a lock, but I'm sure he'll he'll have it to check out his articles that will come out later in the week. So our three locks are under 41 in Minnesota Northwestern, Florida minus eight from Andrewster. Andrew's back with Texas Tech team total over 34 and a half, right? Yep. I got that number right. I always worry that I mess it up. So that's our show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for watching. We'll be back next week. Hopefully we can get all four of us back again, and then I'll get my dogs. We'll have all five of us. But follow us uh, at Transfer Portal CFB, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Got us on YouTube. We'll see you next week. Let's spend some money.